Hello, my name is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. My prayer for you is that this message would be meaningful to you, that it would challenge you, and that it would help you move forward in your faith. To be a part of all that we get to do here at Redefined Church, visit us online at churchredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to Summer Shorts. Thrilled that you're here on a beautiful Sunday morning. Take a step today. There's going to be action steps scrolling along the bottom of the screen. Be devoted. Acts 2.42 tells us to be devoted. As a matter of fact, that's what we talked about last week. We talked about devotion, what it means to be devoted based off of assurance from the week prior. And so this whole, this whole message today is an action step. And so I'm not going to put a slide up at the end. Open your notebooks, open your Bibles, let's dive in. Because real devotion is what makes you a real disciple. Being a real disciple means your devotion is deeper than a drive-by moment. Why? If you if you were with us last year, because Jesus, because Jesus is not a Dollar General Jesus. We don't serve a Dollar General Jesus. That's not a slam on Dollar General. Okay, they have a place. There's one every corner all the way across our country. So Dollar Generals are important. When you think about Dollar General, you don't think quality, right? You think quick, easy, fast convenient and that's good for dollar general but that's not good for jesus okay jesus doesn't work in quick fast easy convenient once you know all that stuff and so what i'm saying is our salvation our relationship with god is not a drive-by moment it's not um it's not something that happens very quickly it's not low quality and it's and it's definitely not something that we found on clearance or um buy one get one free right and so it's not a five minute. It's not a five minute run once a week. It's not a fifteen minute Facebook engagement or 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 three minutes on YouTube. It's really more than that. And so it takes devotion. It takes devotion. And so those who are devoted, God knows who they are. He's looking for them. He's searching for them. And they have His heart. He has their heart. Right. And so then, the good thing about Dollar General is it's real convenient. Right. But just because it's real convenient doesn't mean you're going to leave with what you went for. Right. And it doesn't mean you're going to be pleased with the product, but you will get something. Hey, Doritos, Doritos were two for five. Glory, right? And so then today we're discussing and gaining depth. We want depth in our devotion. And to gain depth, you have to know what is your barometer? Where are we? How do we identify that? Where do we find it? We find the Bible. We find it in 1 Corinthians 13, 5 through 9. So if you want to go and turn there. But as far as our barometer, how do we identify where we are in our devotion? First things first, we have to go right to Acts 20, 28 as a prequel to say, hey, take heed to yourself and then to everything else. Check yourself spiritually, mentally, physically. Where are you? How are you, right? And so the scriptures on the screen are going to come with a question underneath. So don't get them confused. The scripture will be bold. The question that goes with it will not. Test yourselves, it says in verse 5, 1 Corinthians 13, 5. Test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. The question with that is, where is your hope? Where's your hope today? What do you believe? What is your faith today? Are you here? Are you here? Are you somewhere in between? Don't drift along. This is number verse six. Don't drift or five a. Doesn't matter how you want to how you want to put that. Don't drift along, taking everything for granted. Are you disengaged? Are you um, making random drive-bys? Don't drift along. Don't be disengaged. Right. Give yourself regular checkups. This is huge. What's our barometer? Giving yourself regular checkups. How often do you give your heart? How often are you giving your heart to God? Your whole heart. Not just some time, but your whole heart. 
How often do you ask God to check you? Psalms 139, right? Search me, God. Know my heart. Test me. Know my concerns. See. See if there's any offensive way in me. Lead me. Lead me, Lord. Lead me. You have my whole heart. You need firsthand evidence that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. How are you today? How are you today? Most of us don't want to test ourselves. We don't want to do a regular checkup. We don't want to test ourselves. So then we can't know where we are if we don't do that. In your faith, in your belief, in your hope, in your expectations of God, where are you? I feel like so many people have almost became ashamed or embarrassed to say that they're Christians or that they believe. It's not a popular thing to do. That's good for us. That's good for us because the bold ones, the bold ones are the people who are changing the world, who are creating and making a way for the gospel to go forward. We all have that to carry. Verse 8, For we can do nothing against the truth, but only for the truth, and the gospel, the good news of salvation. Are you living and leading your life with truth? Or are you just blending? Chameleons, right? We need to be who we are for where we are. Are you leading and living with truth? Again, be glad. So verse 9, be glad. We are, uh, we are glad when we're weak since God's power comes freely through us. But you, by comparison, are strong. We also pray for this, that you may be made complete, fully restored, fully restored, growing and maturing in godly character and spirit, pleasing your heavenly Father uh, by the life you live. So then, are you living by your power? Are you living by your will? Is it your way? Are you going at it alone? Part two of that would be, are you growing and maturing in godly character? Have you peaked? Can you stop right now and pause and look back and think, man, I used to be there. I used to be on the top of that peak or that mountain with my faith, and now I'm in a lowly place. Has the last two years rocked your face? Join the club. Well, we know we're assured. Our assurance comes from our devotion. Don't let your devotion lack. Don't throw your faith away like we talked last week. And so then, are you growing? Are you learning every day? Are you learning every day? Godly character is God's goal for your life, right? He wants you to be more like Jesus. That's it. So then your personal devotion gets deeper with consistent interaction with God the Father through time spent with Him. It begins when we learn to simply trust the Word and the power of God beyond and against every appearance and opinion. Against every appearance and every opinion, we trust God's Word more. Are you there? Are you in that place where you go, yes, yes, I trust it. I know it. I believe it. I believe in the power of God and the Word of God more than anything else. Are you there today? So then, after going through 1 Corinthians there, what was it, 1 Corinthians so, yeah, 13, 5 through 9. You should know where you stand. Those are some checkpoints. Okay, you should know where you stand. There's no judgment in any of that. If you're lost as a goose, I've been there too. If you feel like you're the best you've ever been, I've been there too. Okay, so, so then with depth, with a knowledge, right? With depth comes knowledge. Now that I know where I'm at, I understand how I'm going to move forward. Proverbs 2, 6 reminds us in the Lord, it is the Lord who gives us strength. From Him comes knowledge and understanding. Many of us today would say that we want the wisdom and knowledge of God. We want what He gives us. But we, there's a disconnect between wanting it, knowing it, and, and understanding it. Because when we don't understand what this means, it's the Lord who gives wisdom, and from Him come knowledge and understanding. When we 
When we don't understand how to get it, we disengage. If I don't understand how to get that wisdom and that knowledge, I disengage. Well, it was once good, man, but now I tell you, oh, I'm just, I'm just lucky to be alive, you know? And the reality is you can't hear or understand God when your mind and your life is filled with a thousand other distractions. God gets shuffled into the, into the cracks, right? And to understand God, you've got to get near to God. You must get near to God. You've got to get alone with God. You must be quiet with God. That's where the whole be still and know that I am God anchor comes from. We can't know on the go. We talked about that. We have two ears. We have two eyes for a reason. That means we should be listening, listening way more than we speak, at least twice as much, right? And so the reality is we live so rushed. We live so rushed that we come in with demands to God. I'm going to try to get this in today. Lord, I tell you what I need. You sound like a monster truck driver. I'm going to shut her down, right? But do we ever come into that time with our heart? Do we give our heart? Do we say, God, do you need anything from me? God, what would you have for me today? God, what are you trying to show me today? God, help me to see what you have for me today. God, put those people in my path that I can encourage, that I can bring life to. Do we ever ask that? Or is it always about our list of demands, right? And as we've read Psalms 46 over the past six weeks, to be still and know that I'm God, that literally means to sit down and to be quiet. And in 2021, nobody wants to do that. It's not popular because I'd have to disengage from the world for a minute to engage with God. So the, the disengagement then more times than not comes from, I'm going to disengage with God to keep engaged with the world. I got to scroll. I got to find. I got to know. I got to like. By the way, you can do all that stuff while you're online with us. So double time on the engagement, right? This is how when we sit down, when we be still, when we engage with God, that means we're disengaging from the world. So now we can hear God. We can get near to God. We gain understanding and assurance through our devotion. We gain understanding. We gain wisdom. We gain assurance through our devotion. It takes sitting down and being quiet, asking God, is there anything, Lord? Is there anything that you want to say to me? Let him know that. Let him know that, Lord, I want to hear you today. I want to know you today. I want to know you. Lord, help me to understand you today. You're meeting with the creator of the world. Ask him to search your heart and to know your concerns. Lord, you know me. You know me inside and out. You know me better than I know myself. Ask God to speak to you. Ask him. It's not weird. It's relationship. It's relationship. Then after a few months of sitting and asking and seeking, take a few moments to listen. Then we open our Bibles and we talk to him. And we're going to talk to God about what's on our heart. And he's going, to, he's going to actually reveal things to you that are going to speak to you. He's going to use his word to do that. We're not going to open our Bibles and talk to God about the mansion that we want or the new Ferrari or Lamborghini or what, you know, Ford F-150, whatever you like. We're not going to talk about those things. We're going to seek him and his goodness for our lives, his will for our lives. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. In Proverbs 2, 6, he says that he will give us wisdom. And we need to recognize that his voice is that wisdom. It comes through the word. It comes through what he says. It is the Lord who gives wisdom from him come knowledge and understanding. The Holy Spirit reveals that to you. So today, let's identify what needs to change in the ways that we meet with God. If you want to be devoted, if you want to go a little bit deeper, Acts 2, 42 47, devote yourselves to the teachings of the apostles, worship, prayer, breaking of bread, communion, remembering Jesus. If you want to devote, if you want to be devoted, 
We have to identify what ways need to change with how we meet with God. And so you want to hear, you want to know, you want to mature in your spirituality like 1 Corinthians 13 says. So then the first thing we have to do is adjust your pace. Adjust your pace. You can do it. You can do it. We have to learn to personally recharge spiritually. That's what I'm talking about with your pace. Your spiritual pace right now and your physical pace are two very different things. Okay? They need to be in balance. God made you three parts whole, right? Emotionally, physically, and spiritually, right? You're three parts whole. So with that, you need to ask yourself every day, how am I doing? Because when you don't ask yourself how you're doing, you just seem to let everybody else know. This stinks. I can't stand that. Can you believe that? Why are they doing this? Did you hear what they're doing? Can You know what? You know what all that's rooted in? You're not healthy. You're not healthy. Because all the external things have nothing to do with your personal health. Because when you step up your steps and into your house at night, it's you. It's you. And there are some, some of us come home to people who are looking to us to lead. And if we've been drugged down by all the external things, we're not very healthy. So every day, you need to ask yourself, how am I doing? How am I doing? That's not selfish. That's not selfish. I've viewed it like that for most of my life. It's wisdom. It's wisdom because I want to lead a healthy life. Spiritually, physically, emotionally. I want to lead a healthy life. And so then your devotion is everything. Your relationship grows in these moments when you sit down to be with yourself and to be with God. It grows in these moments. Remember, in God's eyes, why you do something is far more important than what you do. Why you do it is far more important than, who, than what you do. It's always about who you are in Christ, not what you do for Him. This is a big one right here. You're saved by grace through faith, not by works over a period of time. Grace through faith, not works over time. You know, in 1 Samuel 16, 7, we see that God's more concerned with who we are and why we meet with Him. The Lord says the same, don't judge by man's face or height. This is not the way. I don't make decisions like you do. Men judge by outward appearance. Can you believe this? Uh, right? But I look at a man's thoughts, his intentions, his heart. How often do we give our heart? Daily is the answer. We should be giving our heart daily. We see in 1 Samuel, it shows it's quite possible to do the right thing with the wrong intention, wrong attitude, right thing with the wrong attitude. And so as we've covered in Psalms 46.10, we've discussed this from the start of summer to today, remaining in God, connected to the source, bearing good fruit, being assured, having confidence, keeping faith, and being devoted. We've talked these six things. To gain depth in your devotion, to grow in your faith, to be devoted, to have a deeper root system. It's not about an inch deep and a mile wide. We all like to portray we have all of this stuff, but it really doesn't matter. If it's only an inch deep, I can, it topples real easily, right? There are five principles you need to adopt in your daily time with God. One, be alert. Be alert. I'm going to hit these really quickly. Get wide awake. Remember that you're meeting with the creator, the maker of heaven and earth the redeemer of men. That's who you're meeting with. Be alert when you meet with God. Be thoroughly rested. This is Mark 1.35. Very early in the morning, what was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house. He went off to a solitary place and he prayed there. Bring your best. For Jesus, it was early. This was before the 24-hour day. Okay, the 24-7 work shift, sorry. This was before shift work. This was before, you know, you could get fourth meal at Taco Bell <laughs> for all you Taco Bell fans. The longer that you wait... 
to engage with God. The more excuses you will make, the more tired you will be, the more your body will not want to do it. The best time to do it is when you wake up. If not, do it before bed. Find time every day to meet with God. Two, be expectant. This is where a lot of us drop the ball. We don't expect God to do anything anymore. Well, that was Old Testament stuff. That was what he did. And we have all these excuses. Come to God with anticipation and eagerness. Expect. Expect to have a good time of fellowship with Him. With Him. Expect to receive a blessing from your time together. To gain wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Psalm 63, 1. God, you are my God. I earnestly, I earnestly seek you with my whole heart. I'm giving you my heart today. Number three, be relaxed. Be still for a moment. Do not come running into this. This is what we do. Oh, we, God fits in all the crooks and cracks and crannies and all that stuff in our life. Just be still. Don't come running into the presence. Don't start talking immediately. Sit for a moment. Sit for a moment. Follow God's admonition. Psalms 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. Be quiet for a short while to put yourself in a reverent mood so you can honor God. Number four, be reverent. We just talked about getting in a reverent mood. That means you can't rush into God's presence. Prepare your heart by being still before Him. Let the quietness, this is where that still comes in. Let the quietness clear away the thoughts of everything that's happening on your calendar, in your schedule today. Let the, let the quietness clear away every thought that's going through your head, especially two weeks from now. This is Habakkuk 2.20. The Lord is in His holy temple. The whole earth is silent before Him. This is where your chair time gets real, when you can actually sit and get quiet and get your mind cleared. And the fifth one is be willing to obey. Be willing to obey. Come into your quiet time choosing to do God's will, not your own. That's it. It's John 7, 17. Jesus said, if anyone chooses to do God's will, he will find out whether my teaching comes from God, whether I speak on my own. Come to meet with God. Come to meet with God, already having chosen to do His will, no matter what. No matter what. Your daily devotion starts with your calendar, right? And so then is, is a time with God on your calendar. If I pulled my phone right now and I showed it to you, you would see everything that I do. Everything makes my calendar. My day starts with time with God. Has to. Doesn't make your calendar. If it doesn't, make an appointment. Put it on your calendar. God must be a priority in your life. He wants your heart. He doesn't want your time, right? He wants your heart. And so then... Don't let anything derail you from this, including your pillow or those gray skies outside, right? To have a good quiet time, Habakkuk 2.20, you must get quiet enough, long, long enough to listen. Remember, your environment is 80% of your success, so you have to get to the right place. Right in the middle of 14 kids is not the best time to get quiet. If you don't make time for God, you're not going to hear from God. That's just it. You have to slow down, stop, be still, so you can hear when you're in a hurry, you cannot hear because hurry is just as good as distracted. Depth doesn't come in a drive-by. God needs quality time. Quality time to help us improve. Pray before you read. This is Psalms 139, 23 and 24. Ask God to cleanse your heart and guide you in your time together. You must do this. You need to be in tune with the author so you can understand his book. Your goal is not to gain information, but to get to know Jesus better. You want to get to know God. When you read the Bible, this is Acts 2.42. This is devotion. We're talking about the barometer. Where are we? Big action step today, right? Where This is where your conversation with God begins. When you read your Bible, you read it slowly. You enjoy it. You, you read it to receive. Not to get sidetracked and go on this big old study over here, right? When you do this, you read it to enjoy it, and you allow God to speak to you. When I sit down to read, and I highlight, and I'm like, oh, I should look that up, and, what, and, and it's, it's consumption, Right? Read it to enjoy it. 
And when you read it to enjoy it, you're going to find that God's going to speak to you. And that highlight's going to be a lot more powerful. It's going to be magnified. God speaks to you through His Word. We speak to Him through prayer. So when you pray, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17-19, prayer is first and foremost a conversation between you and God. And His promise is to always listen to you, which is exactly, it's exactly what our heart needs. It's what your heart needs. And so then prayer is not a means of control in your life. Okay? It's an ongoing conversation with God. It's, if it's about control, you're going to find that most of your prayers are going to go unanswered. Because when things go your way, who's playing God? So then, if your prayers with a pure heart and zero agenda, you're going to realize that there is really no such thing as unanswered prayer. So then, unplug every day. Unplug every day. When the noise is turned down and the distractions are removed, get away from your phone, get away from social media, get away from emails, get away from any other noise to be with yourself and to be with God. Be intentional. Be intentional about this. Everything in your house, in your car, around you is going to want to steal your time and you're not going to feel like it, but it's crucial to your devotion. It's crucial to your relationship with God. As you step in this week, as you step into this message, everything we talked about, as you step into your new spiritual disciplines with God, I have two things for you to consider. Two things. One, how do you normally react to God's direction in your life? This is going to help you tremendously moving forward. Well, I don't know God's direction. You're going to start once you engage. Devote yourself. How have you in the past? You're going to need to define this. How do you normally react to God's direction life? Number two, how can you show God that you're serious? Especially when He directs you. Well, I can be consistent, yes, but when He directs you, will you follow through? Are you going to come with a willing heart? Right? Real devotion is what makes you a real disciple. Period. So then being a real disciple means your devotion is deeper than a drive-by moment. We're devoted. So eliminate the drive-bys in your life. Re eliminate the disengagements, Okay. A drive-by is not devotion. It's a drive-by. Disengagement means you're one step away from despair and despising everything that has to do with the kingdom of God. Do not disengage. Engage. Choose to be devoted, to be consistent, to be still, and to know God because He wants to work on your behalf. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that God gave you revelation, that you were enlightened, and that you can see more of what God has for you. Make sure you take this message one step further by following through with our action steps so you can grow deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about who we are or what's happening here at Redefine Church, you can visit us online at churchredefined.com. You can follow us on social media at Redefine Church, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Vimeo, or Apple. Thanks for allowing me to be part of your life. I'll talk to you soon.